Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. Well, uh, this coming Sunday, the SABC will be celebrating 85 years since its establishment. So that means 85 years ago on uh, the, what date will it be? On the 1st of August, um, SABC started. That's when it started. The corporation is marking the day under the theme, celebrating a lifetime of memories. Ooh, definitely a lot of memories. Marking key milestones and achievements with the idea of commemorating a lifetime of South African experiences and memories. To tell us more, we are joined on the line by Minister for Communications and Digital Technologies, Stella Ndabeni Abrams. Thank you very much for joining us, Minister. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you very much, Minister. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, thank you. And good morning to all our listeners in their respective areas. It's an exciting time for the SABC. 1st of August, marking uh, 85 years. Let's talk about some of the milestones that um, the SABC has uh, achieved. 85 years, Varvas J. That's how we put it. All right. Um, I think it's, as you said, it, it's an exciting moment, not only for SABC, but for South Africa in its entirety. I mean, like we've been through a lot, listening on the good, listening on the bad, but most importantly, we stayed in tune and we got informed, entertained and educated. So as we celebrate this 85 years, as the department and SABC, we are saying, to us, but most importantly, we are ready to listen to the South African stories on the impact that we have made from 1936 to 2021. All the way, as I said, we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, we've read about it. We had the World Cup in 2010, we had lots of the first black CEO in 1994. We are here, we've seen the coverage uh, of the COVID-19. We've seen the derby when people thought that we couldn't do it, the last one. These are the things that we're talking about to say, yes, as SABC, we believe we are carrying through with our mandate of ensuring that the public gets to be informed at all times. Now, I'm glad that you've spoken about the good, the bad and the ugly and everything in between in terms of milestones. What has kept the SABC well-oiled, well-running for the past 85 years? The public of South Africa has managed and it's, and, and, and the SABC lower staff. Was in, in most cases, we tend to want to focus on the boards, on the executives. And this is one thing that I always tell people uh, that we're looking at SABC, but with all the challenges that the SABC has experienced, we've never not watched news or any drama or soapy that we are we are supposed to watch. That tells you that the people that are there by the SABC are the anchors of SABC. And the stakeholders that help us in terms of the content that gets to be produced and flighted at SABC, they have kept the SABC to be where it is. Yes, as I said, we've had challenges, not only because of SABC doings. We've had lots of instability in the recent years, whether it's at board level, whether it's at executive level, but also we have seen lots of gaps in the legislations and the regulations that we have passed against SABC or the, the public broadcasting in its entirety. So these are the things that we are saying, 
now we have seen, we have had, we have learned, and we are trying to address those in order to make sure that we become the best public uh, broadcaster that the South Africans will take pride in. Well, definitely there is a lot of national pride when it comes uh, to the South African Broadcasting Commission. Um, as we celebrate 85 years and commemorate, you know, as you, you have put it, uh, a lifetime of memories, we can't go without noticing, Minister, the fact that in the 85 years, technology has changed. We are talking about even the way the television set looks, the way the radio set, the stereo looks, from back in the day and what we are using now. Different things. Now we can log on with our cell phones, you know. (laughs) We can go to an auto bouquet to log on. So technology has really changed in the past 85 years. How have you as, you know, the Minister for Communications and Digital Technologies and your colleagues been able to ensure that the SAPC stays abreast with the moving of technology? Of course, the first thing that we did as we look into the turnaround strategy and ensuring that we approve the plans that must make sure that SABC is responsive to the current needs of the market that that, that it, it services. We were happy with the introduction of the new app that was launched in 2019 because, as you are saying, technology advances at all times. We needed to rush home to listen to, the, to to watch the news. We needed to be in the car if you have a car, you are fortunate enough, if your wireless is too far from you, in order to, to listen to whatever. But now, on your own cell phone, with a new app that was launched, it said, we are with you wherever you are at. And if you need to stay with us, you can access any information that we broadcast. And that's the first step of we recognize the technological advancements. If you look at some of our studios, we've changed the technologies in them to make sure that the studios that really, really resemble high-tech studios, even on the digital side, as, as we were uh, previously broadcasting on analog, most of our studios are, are the digital studios. And, of course, the recent, de- the recent developments, the OTT platform, the partnership between telecom, uh, which is now streaming uh, Telcom One, that seeks to ensure that at least we can broadcast fresh channels uh, uh, on, on, on it. And th- that's advancing to say other, people, other players are coming over the top technologies, what you refer to as OTTs, and now SABC has entered that space. And it gives people to say, you don't have to be in South Africa for you to access the content that SABC is broadcasting. So we are seeing a South African Broadcasting Corporation being taken to the world. But of course, we are, again, appreciative of the challenges. Even though SABC has tried to make sure that they advance in technology, we have not yet ensured that we have network coverage in the country that talks to a geographical spread, not only the population coverage. We need to have 100% of geographical spread so that it doesn't matter if you are going to the river, if you are going to the farm, but you must stay connected and you can tune in at any time. And this is the work that, as the department and ICASA, the regulator, are responsible for, not SABC. As I'm saying, SABC came up with a platform. All we have to do is to create an enabling environment for South Africans to be able to access the content via the platforms that SABC has created. We have recently published our audiovisual policy. I'm sure you have have seen it. We've spoken to ICASA. We're in a process of amending the the SABC bill. ICASA is looking at the regulations to say, how do we make sure that all these things that are really prohibiting SABC from entering the competition space while 
not forgetting about the, ma- the, the public mandate are, are really addressed. At the center of it is connectivity, my sister. Connectivity, I spoke yeah. about connectivity mm, and mm. the cost to communicate. Mm. That's why you hear us talking about the release of the spectrum that we spoke about. And we are happy to report that the engagements between NICASA and the affected parties are really progressing according to the reports that we get. We do hope that there will be results so that spectrum can be auctioned and therefore the operators can go and deploy more infrastructure. Not that they are pausing now because you will remember that when we issued the ministerial, the ministerial directives uh, for COVID, we also then said, let Spectrum be availed temporarily for the operators so that we can deal with the trafficking as people will be working from home. But that also gave them an opportunity to roll out more infrastructure. But of course, if there's still issues that are not resolved on the Spectrum ITA process, therefore others will not be eager to quickly roll out the infrastructure as fast as possible. That's why we are for all the parties to cooperate with each other and make sure that the spectrum issue is resolved because that's a matter between ICASA and the affected parties that are at court. So that will look into the issue of network coverage. That will also look into the issue of reducing the cost to communicate. Data must fall. We say data cost must fall. You have just touched my heart, Minister. You have touched my spirit. (laughs) You have touched my heart with the online learning, working online, all these things. And you you ask yourself, can we really afford all this data? Can we really, you know, get ourselves to connect everywhere in the country? Um, You give us hope. You give us hope. Yes. If you look at the SA Connect, which is a broadband plan that government has, has, has adopted, we are saying it's not a program that we can drive on our own as government. We need private sector to come and make investment, and we're in the process of finalizing that to make sure that fiber and other technologies are rolled out whilst the operators are addressing the issue of the network infrastructure and other things. So we, we are working with all the critical players to say how do we make sure that the needs of the person you you refer to as your listener, I refer to as a voter, the operator, call them the consumer and whatever other names that we give to, they are addressed because in this digital era, in our quest to build a digital society, all people have to be connected. And if people are connected, but the connectivity itself or the internet is not affordable, it means we are wasting time. So that's why we are looking into the entire ecosystem the review of the legislation, the regulations, the release of the spectrum, and making sure that everybody can participate meaningfully. And that is made possible by yourselves, SABC, because you are communicating these messages. You're carrying them out there. You are also helping us to understand in which areas that they still experience these network challenges because we can't be everywhere to cover the 59 million people that in South Africa, all the, all the villages and townships in South Africa. But through the platforms that have been established, great stories have been had. And as I said, there have been saddening stories that we learn from. We always say our responsibility is to tell stories so that we can instill hope to the hopeless. But at the same time, we can listen from the hopeless to say how can we change 
their lives. And SABC has been there telling those great stories. For the past 85 years, the one thing that um, SABC has done is ensuring that uh, there's diversity in our language delivery from radio to television, and as well as um, bringing authentically African and South African content and music. How are we going to ensure that for the years moving forward, we keep strong at uh, our language diversity and also being authentically African in our content and music? The first thing is to make sure that we resource SAPC adequately. If we are expecting all of that, which is a public mandate and a public demand, we've got to make sure that we take responsibility, not only in terms of funding, but as I said, creating an enabling environment, the review of the legislation. That's why I spoke about the amendment of the SABC bill. That's why I spoke about the role that ICAS has to play on the regulatory environment. All of this to say, how do we make sure that people take responsibility we want to listen to our languages. We want to speak our languages in these radio stations. And yes, therefore, we must also be responsible citizens, play our part by paying the TV license. But of course, people will not be encouraged to pay TV license if our quality is not of the standard they expect. That's why as much as we are urging the people to pay the TV license, we are saying as government, and the, and, and the executive and the board of SABC, let's make sure that we do our best in improving our quality so that people can see the need to pay for the TV license as they do with the other people that they pay. But at the center of it is a clear regulatory environment and a clear public mandate, public service framework that must be guiding SABC. So that we have committed to as government. Will we be seeing new programming coming in, um, you know, in terms of uh, the television side and new up-and-coming artists and uh, people joining um, the SABC in terms of, you know, bringing new content that is authentically African? One of the things that you are talking about, as you know, for the past 10 years, if I'm correct, uh, it's more than 10 actually, because I've been in government for 10 years and I inherited the program, the Digital Migration Program. If you're looking at it, what we are saying, one of the spin-offs of the digital migration program is to ensure that we increase the SABC channels to 16. And if we are saying we're going to increase the channels to 16, it means we should be able to give space and accommodate for local content production that addresses not only the needs of our languages, but that takes into consideration our cultural diversity and everything else that makes us unique as a country. The second issue is to ensure we recently launched the sport channel. We've got to have the educational channel. SABC launched the channel last year in 2020, but we want a full day or a 24-hour educational channel, a 24-hour health channel, because one of the critical things, as I said, one of our responsibilities is not to only entertain, but to educate and inform. It is only through education and the information that we provide that our people can stay healthy because we'll be producing content that talks to them and we'll be engaging with them on the impact of the content that we produce. Therefore, you you build a healthy nation. You are bound to have social cohesion, but most importantly, people who are thinking straightly because their body, mind, and soul, they are aligned. And as I said, without 
the role that the SABC plays, then we're not able to achieve that because people will act out of ignorance because they would not know. The second issue, of course, if we are talking about increasing channels, it tells you that new talent has to come on board. If we're venturing into the space of OTTs in terms of the technological advancements, it tells you that we need to bring technologists in SABC. We need to make sure that we deploy drones and that means other people, the pilots and everyone that will be programming those drones. That's new talent and new jobs that we're talking about. That's why in the turnaround strategy that we approved, as much there was the issue of laying off of some stuff and everything happened, but we are saying, how do we build the SAP that is responsive to the future, empowering it with the skills that it requires for it to be effective in the role that it plays. So new talent, new content, new platforms is what we will be seeing, especially after March 2023. 2022, sorry. Well, uh, what's a celebration without cake? I know COVID-19 has really, really um, uh, uh, curbed a lot of our celebrations, but what is it that we can look forward to to commemorate this uh, celebration of 85 years? Monday, we are having our best celebration. Do you know a birthday? Mm-hmm. We're having our birthday celebration, 85th anniversary, Monday, 6 o'clock. Unfortunately, we're doing everything virtually. So you will invite you to enjoy the cake with us virtually. At some point, if people were to pay their TV licenses, and see if we can get contributors to say, if it's virtual, why can't we have in all the stations and then we share with the listeners virtually again. <laughs> well, we're keeping it safe, but uh, six is that six a.m. or six p.m. where we'll go it's, virtual. It's eighteen hundred hours. Excellent. Six p.m. on Monday. Excellent. We'll be part of those virtual celebrations. It's eighty-five years. Minister Stella Dabene Abrams, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much, patience.